0: So hello everyone and welcome to episode six of the Shiny Side Up podcast dedicated to IP racing around Australia. This episode was recorded on 17 October 2019. Sorry for being a bit late on the upload of this one, but work and life have got the better of me lately. In this episode, we talk to New South Wales IP legend Andrew Macca Mcmaster, who's been a solid fixture in the New South Wales Improved Production racing scene since 2012. Maca talks us through his history in racing his cheap and cheerful e30 bmw and also his experience racing the bath a six hour with his mates the daves in the mazda three thanks again for listening check out the shiny side up facebook page for updates and subscribe for future episodes hope you enjoy the show hello and welcome to episode six of the shiny side up podcast hosted by mick hazelton and myself chris white and joining us tonight andrew maca mcmaster how are you maca yeah not too bad at all you guys
1: good thanks buddy
0: have yeah, good you. mate, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. It's uh, it's good to good to have you on, and and uh, obviously you guys know each other pretty well. I think this is going to be a fun episode for us. Before we kick off, just once again, uh, a quick thank you to the IP New South Wales sponsors: Yokohama, Vantage Automotive, Aussie Hire, Faber Competition Parts, Midas, Auto Craze, and Bilstein Suspension. Thank you to you. Uh, without you, IP New South Wales wouldn't be what it is, and. Let's get straight into it, fellas. News. So, Jordan Cox, the Suzuki, over two-litre Swift. Yes, the Zook has hit the track, I believe, on Monday this week. And evidently, it went pretty well. Jordy posted on his Facebook page, he had the TCR car out there doing some sponsor rides as well, and made the comment that even though the TCR car was doing, I think, twos around Wakefield, which is pretty rapid, uh, that the uh, Suzuki pulls a lot harder than the TCR car, which uh, <laughs> is probably not a huge surprise, although they're not slow, those Pout TCR way. cars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it goes. Um, but he's had a few setup issues to overcome, which, as you've pointed out, Mick, and quite rightly, that's probably par for the course for a new car. And he's got some dodgy turbo seals that... Uh, uh, evidently every time the blow-off valve lets go, it covers his engine bay in oil. So I think a little bit of work to do, but I'm sure he is more than capable of sorting that out, Jordan. And and uh, that would mean that hopefully we see that car on track in a field of other cars uh, next week.
1: Yep, it should be good to see, that's for sure. Even just the progress and development of the car, and because I'm sure we'll see snippets of how fast it is in parts, and that'll just make everyone really keen to see what it goes like next year.
0: Yeah, Mac, what do you think of that? Uh, have you seen those updates on Geordie's car as it's coming yeah, out? Yeah, only what I've seen on Facebook.
2: Um, yeah, I, I would imagine you know he's he's asking a lot of it, or he's perhaps reinventing the wheel a little bit. So it might take some time to get it sorted, um, but it should be quick when he does. And he's he's smart enough to get it there. So maybe it's just a matter of time before he sorts it all out. But yeah, I'm hoping he's going to potentially make an appearance at the last round. That'd
0: be pretty impressive to see. Yep. And again, another reason for people to get down to Sydney Motorsport Park, uh, 26, 27 October uh, to see that last round. So uh, I'll certainly be there. I'm looking forward to it. And um, uh, Mac, are you racing? Yeah, yeah, mate. Bell's on. I'll be there. Good stuff. So yeah, that'll be good. Uh, and finally... Uh, We talked uh, in our last episode to Zach Hudson from Queensland and Zach at the time was down in Tasmania getting ready to cut a few laps around Baskerville in preparation for the Nationals. Zach uh, has um, posted some video on his Facebook page of him going around in uh, Ed Richardson's old Corolla and seems to have come to terms with the track and has told me that he's quite happy with the fact that he now knows when to turn left and right and that he's pretty confident that he can... Uh, get the RX-7 around the track quickly. Uh, he's obviously a bit anxious about getting it set up well, but seems uh, really excited for the opportunity to go down there and and uh, and 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 mix it up with the best. So, what's his new
1: Facebook page that he's got now for his racing?
0: Yes, Zach Hudson Motorsport. So, if you're interested in following Zach out there, uh, jump onto Facebook and search Zach Hudson Motorsport, and you will find him and be able to keep up to speed with his progress and his I guess road to the nationals and also future racing. So um yeah, great yeah, kid. Good kid. And
1: good kid. Bl-
0: bloody quick and uh yeah, he's uh, he's going to be one to watch uh at the nationals. So now it's time to interview Maka. Maka, again, welcome and thanks for joining us on the show. Mate, first question we ask all our guests uh and you've listened to a couple of our episodes, I understand, so you'll know what's coming. Made a fantasy IP car of money time access to engineering resources was no object what would you build and why
2: uh yeah i i'm not really one of those guys who who has the you know if i had enough money i'd do xyzi can't get my head around that so i kind of find myself going to what is maybe more realistic um i probably wouldn't mind having a crack at a um either vkvl commodore um With some stonking great big v8 power and drop some skids i'd be pretty keen to do something (laughs) along those lines um they look pretty pretty loose and and pretty fun um
0: so yeah maybe something along those lines uh potentially cool um and mick will probably ask the question so i'll jump in first um would you do an ls or an iron block i i'm not that mechanically inclined
2: i would let someone smarter than me give me some advice on on that um ls seems to be the i don't know easier or cheaper or or current thing at the moment um not not necessarily the 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 best or the most suited to depending on whether you went early model or late model um so yeah there'd have to be some some decisions made with regard to that i guess but um i i don't really have an, an allegiance either way or a or a decision um i had a couple of vls growing up and and they were a bunch of fun i probably started super sprinting in a in a vl wagon back in the day um which is kind of my entry to motorsport so
1: i've got a bit of a soft spot for them well we'll get cool. to that in a minute i got so do you have a preference for late model early model is there any do you know do you understand the rules and and go through the rules enough to understand why you would want an early or late model i
2: i'm aware of the rules i I don't know them to the nth degree um i'd probably just go early model because i like them more i can't see myself in a newer heavier fancier more technological car (laughs) that i uh wouldn't have the skills to be able to deal with so keep it old keep it keep it simple uh well relatively simple um so yeah I'd, i'd probably find myself sticking with early model i'd say
1: and the All next right. question, one more, sorry, Chris. Yep. And in your fantasy league, that I like to call it, a fantasy IP car, where would you consider you would run in the field with that? Would you be building a front-running car, a mid-cut car? You don't care. You just want the car. Like what? What is your idea <laughs> of not I'd just a now. fantasy?
2: I reckon yeah. probably end up in the same spot. Uh, if if I had something like you know Worrells or Riddos or um, Coxes or someone like that, I think I'd still be mid pack. I don't think I'd be punching up the front. I, I think there's a fair time and financial commitment to um, to run at the front, and I I don't know that I have that desire or that um, discipline, that capacity to save money and and put all my money towards motorsport sort of thing so um but it's but I,
1: it's fantasy so uh, you've got yeah, the money no, you've got I the time preface, Would i you... can't get my head
2: around that concept though yeah, i'm, I'm okay. too much of a realist i think i um yeah I, I i always struggle with people you know drooling over lamborghinis and stuff like that because i know that it's not really anything that i'm ever gonna consider so i kind of don't waste my time thinking about it sorry to ruin well, your um no no no.
1: <laughs> no no not at all i, I probed those questions pretty much expecting to hear that same thing and 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 chris and i (laughs) and chris and i have spoken a lot about the appeal that ip has is throughout the whole field because of the different types of cars and the different type of racing and the camaraderie at the end of a race when you're just blowing out about something funny that happened or
0: yeah, yep. telling stories example. about how good you were. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's funny. I, I had the I had the pleasure of talking to Gary McKay from Victoria on the phone a couple of days ago. And Gary was telling me about how a lot of the members in Victoria, they get huge fields down there. They've got a strong midfield. We've talked about it before. But yep. how uh, a lot of the guys and girls involved with the cars, or the drivers, crew, families, whatever, the best bit is the Sunday barbecue. They all come for that. And that's as much a part of, of, of the whole experience as the racing. Obviously, you know, everyone who's down there racing, uh, front, midfield, rear, they seem to have a good time. They keep coming back. They have oversubscribed fields all the time, even at tracks like Sandown, what have you. But they, they're coming for as much for, you know, spending time with each other and, and doing what you just said, Mackie, you know, just hanging around afterwards, talking about, you know, this attempted pass or that, you know, near, near lose or, you know, getting stuck here or whatever. And um yeah, you know, then when something goes wrong, they're all helping each other with their cars. And that's that's the category. And that's that's one of the things that a lot of people uh really love about it, and, and I think one of the reasons why we love it too. Maca, before though we stop with this fantasy stuff, I, I kind of want to ask you one more question that may be more sure. more relevant. Um so forget about building a car now. You have been racing an IP for a while. How I mean, we'll talk exactly how long soon you've seen a lot of other cars you've been to nationals you've been around Australia racing IP what other car have you seen that you would love to have a drive in just to just just to see what it's like um, what car of all the cars out there would you love to sit in and just have a crack if you had one chance
2: uh, there's a couple of nice e30s um, potentially some uh s50 b30 powered e36 m3 type engines or, mm-hmm. or or fancier type m3 engines than that i i kind of like the e30 chassis i think it's pretty pretty predictable and and it maybe suits the way i drive the car but obviously need more grunt so so like um, Kerry
0: wade's car
2: Robert yeah Warren's that's one car. yep 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 those two in particular um yeah that wade car's a, a pretty nice piece of kit um, and, and what, um, Braun does with his, with still M20, you know, single overhead cam, six cylinder, uh, 1983 technology is pretty cool as well. So, um, yeah, same, same car, but with more power, but that, that way thing's pretty, pretty cool.
1: it will break more. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> it's fancy, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Pragmatist, a pragmatist racer. Crikey. Yeah. It's not enough of us. All right. So, Maka, uh, cool. enough about that. Uh, tell us a bit about you, like who you are, where you're from, and what you do outside of racing.
2: Yeah, um, I'm a beer plumber slash fridgy by trade. Um, that kind of takes up most of my time during the week and, and often leaves me fairly tired at the end of the day sort of thing. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of hobbies, I guess. I, I, we did a fair bit of travelling when we were a bit younger and went sort of lots of places around the world and, and followed a lot of WIC events around for a couple of years as well. I went to most of them. So yeah, traveling, motorsport, that's about it.
0: Cool. And your history in racing then. So obviously you're, you're a bit of a motor racing tragic. Uh, tell us about your history in racing and how you came to be an IP racer and maybe what you've done in some other categories too.
2: Uh, okay. A bit of a sob story. I, I was all I ever wanted to do was, you know, have a go kart or a, a motorbike, and and that was really frowned upon in my family. Um, wasn't allowed to do anything anything like that. I I had a job from an early age and had the money to sort of buy stuff myself with my own money, but still wasn't allowed to do it. I remember I bought a motorbike once and brought that home, and it was like um, it leaves or you leave, so that that was gone fairly quickly. So I never really. Did the karting or or dirt bike thing. I guess when I got a, a road license, I was a bit bit silly on the road for a while, as a lot of us were um, when we were younger. And and then started doing uh, some super sprints in in just in road cars and then and then got myself a little Mark II Escort rally car that we ran around in for a couple of years and crashed lots of times and, and had a whole bunch of fun. And then, then I went away travelling for probably well, maybe not ten years, but a, a good chunk there, where I didn't really do too much motorsport. And then found that I I needed it back in in my life, and maybe had a bit more financial capacity to to get back into it. So started doing some some regularity events and hill climbs and stuff like that in a little road car beamer. And then and then kind of bit the bullet and and built up. Um, the car that I've got at the moment, and I think started in IP around end of 2012 um, and first full season in 2013.
0: Cool. So that's six years now, six-plus years now in IP, uh, and um, that's, I guess, a good opportunity then to talk about uh, your car. So tell us a bit about it, how you came to um, build it uh, and develop it, and, um, you know, what it's like now, if you can walk us through that.
2: Yeah, um, I, I don't have a, a mechanical background. Um, fortunately, a good mate, Rob, who's also got an E30, does. Um, I, we went and bought a coop shell, drove down to Falls Creek and picked up the shell for 1100 bucks and drove it back home. Got a mate to help me um, weld up a cage and put a cage in it and started off pretty, pretty simple. Just in its original sort of poo brown colour, and then as more and more incidents and accidents have happened to it, it became blacker and blacker and blacker, to the point where it's uh, Satan black
0: all over now. Um, so, Macca, just just exploring this a little more for the people who haven't actually seen your car. Um, explain how it came to be blacker and blacker and blacker, and what you mean by black. Like, what have you? How have you painted it? Uh,
2: so super cheap auto four for ten dollars uh satin black is is one of my major contributing sponsors um and and as guards or quarter panels or bonnets have have become damaged they've literally just been sprayed with a with a rattle pack and um yeah good enough how good does is the that job like? how good is it <laughs> yeah well you know some people spend a lot of why money why on... waste money yeah well well, well that's that is is my philosophy like i i get to do lots of events um each year or I, I choose to do lots of events each year and i'd rather do that than have you know a pretty pretty race car because at the end of the day they get banged up they get scratched they get run into you run into other cars so um as long as we've i'm done not that.
1: we've done that as... correct friends we've still managed to find each other on the track a few times it's good yeah (laughs) yeah lovingly of course was nothing intimately jealous about it yeah
2: no harm no foul and have a beer afterwards and have a giggle about it so it's it's all good you know it, it happens and and taking nothing away from from people who do present their cars really well i i totally get that and appreciate that but that's just not me so i'd rather Keep it cheap and cheerful, and and be able to do that extra event, or you know, be able to afford the boat ride down to to Tasmania to be able to do the nationals rather than making my car look pretty. Because at the end of the day, it's a pretty, pretty average, um, low budget sort of thing, and and that suits me and who I am. So, yeah, great. So we're lucky to have to look- you.
1: We're lucky to have you, mate. In in New South Wales, there's not enough of the, the doing it for the midfield pack.
2: I, I agree you've you've spoken of it previously and we've spoken about it as well but um yeah we it seems to be a, a bit of an issue uh, everyone wants to win and I get that but you don't have to win to have fun like you can as long as you're driving the wheels off what you've got and you're having a ball and you're not hurting anyone then then it doesn't really matter where you finish yeah in, in my but it is anyway.
1: but it is disheartening in New South Wales that if you don't if you're not up to speed and you come and have a crack, you're really a long way off. And this is a topic for another discussion, of course, and not about you and your car. But it's noticeable, right? So it's yeah. it's um it, it's really refreshing that there's a few of us that really just want it, don't care where we are in the field. We just want to no. try and be on the track. And we need
2: to be encouraging the entry level people.
1: Yes, and we all want to chat. I remember the first time we raced together. At the end of the race, you walked up with a beer. And we were friends forever because of that. Like you knew exactly what I needed. Yeah. And then we spoke about it. We had a laugh. And then, yeah, it was just, yeah. But Wasn't yeah, right it's... after the race, of course. It was when every race was finished because we don't Correct. break the rules. Correct. That's right. We
2: need to be very clear on that.
1: Yeah. We were the last race of the day and the officials had packed up by then. 100%. And we weren't
2: on licensed premises either.
1: No, not at all. Correct. But, you know, when we did have the beer, we had a great chat and. Yeah, I think there's...
2: Moderation
1: was key. Moderation was key, definitely. Yeah, everything in moderation. Everything. But there was... <laughs> but there's definitely um, and a very attractive... Thank you. ...quality. Yeah, you are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's the first thing I thought, yeah, 100%. And, um... <laughs> but there's, there's something that people don't see, I think, in New South Wales a lot of the time for some reason, and we don't know why. But it's something we need to address, and we're all lucky to have you in there. And I do know other drivers have a benchmark of getting near Macker and then trying to beat Macker, because you're like that perfect midfield guy. You're at the front of the midfield, and if you make a mistake, you're going to get him. And you're hard to pass because you you drive so on the limit. Sometimes not on the limit you know we're near it because you're way over it (laughs) (laughs) we're not talking blood alcohol content are we no 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 (laughs) No, we're talking black stuff you know I it's you know the red the white the green the black it's all racetrack for you it's
0: fine yeah yeah Yeah. well why not (laughs) those are just the colors those are just the colors that uh form the upper or the i won't call it shiny side up because it's (laughs) yeah we we had this discussion (laughs) side up yeah but uh uh, look, Macca, you talked a little bit before about the fact that you're not all that mechanically minded, and that you're getting some help from Rob. You're talking about Rob Neal from New Era Correct. Automotive. Can you yep. can you talk uh, talk us through you, your relationship with Rob and how he's helped you build the car up? So I
2: I am not a not a BMW guy at all, um, but he his his business kind of lent towards BMWs, and he he picked up a couple of E30 road cars quite cheap and and was fanging them, um, and, and that's how I kind of got into them as well, because they were reasonably cheap and affordable, but I had a mate who knew how to fix them. Um, so that's kind of what got me into the E30 thing in the first place, um, and, you know, uh, quite often or many afternoons a week, I'd be down at Rob's workshop drinking drinking beers and talking crap and occasionally playing, playing fixing race cars. Um, so without without him or without that lead into it i probably would have struggled to to take that step up from from super sprinting into into a race car um not that rob had any any race experience either he just perhaps had had more ability than i did to to bolt cars together
1: yeah and and it's good that you know one of you can work on cars and the other one can drive so that's good sorry rob <laughs> i had to say <laughs> yeah rob
2: rob well see rob Rob hasn't had a lot of success mechanically perhaps because, and this is probably what keeps me with my engine combo at the moment because he's, he's got a bunch more power, but he's had lots of dramas, you know, keeping it all together. So I'm kind of reluctant to, to step up and, and spend the more money and, you know, I know what I've got at the moment to a certain extent and, it's it's not particularly fast, but it's somewhat reliable. I'm going to jinx myself now, but, um
1: yeah, yeah it's just so You still had your fair share passage. of some crazy things happening, like taking chunks out of your rear brake discs and go-karting it all the way into corners. Like, you've had some little things that seem to happen to you, but you, you yeah. still get through it. You still get well, through the weekend. It
0: was recent diff failure too, wasn't there, Macker? I mean, yeah, I guess this is part of racing, but you... You know, I guess that's the beauty of, of of working with someone like Rob and having the spares, I guess, on hand and knowing enough to be able to yep. patch it together and keep going.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of,
0: of, you know,
2: cobbling it together to sort of get through the race weekend. But it's probably not fun at the time, but that's that's kind of cool as well. Like some sometimes it's boring to be sitting there and you've got half a day between, between quality and race one and you don't have anything to do. Um, so it's it's kind well, that's of that's why
1: I fit with you, so you can help me fix mine all the time. Yeah, well
2: this
1: is true. Yeah, well there's L- a bit of a,
2: a merry crew there, and, and most of us have got pretty uh, unique cars characters. that need attention. Yeah, something something <laughs> along those lines. And uh, so there's always something to do or something to fix or so that's... something that you probably should have fixed before you got to the track, but couldn't be bothered. So uh, yeah, I yeah. remember
1: the I remember the splitter in the back of the Ute that never actually made it on the car. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it just in case you felt like. Fixing it, yeah. but you know, it was motivation attractive. wasn't high.
2: Yeah. 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 So, one question. It's still not
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> so, another question I've got is How do you know the rest of the pink flamingos, as we're all affectionately known as, because of our little pink flamingo toys? That's not how it started, but that's how we're recognized now. So, how'd you meet the <laughs> other guys, Noble and Warrell, and those guys? Uh,
2: literally at the racetrack. Um, so, I, I, kind of got into ip and didn't really know anyone in ip so i just kind of just kind of propped up and and maybe like-minded bodies attract sort of thing um and and you know they were just my kind of people and yeah literally only met them through ip and and definitely good mates now and and that's part of the appeal as we said earlier about ip is um you know just a good bunch of people
1: yeah, because when they're not racing or whatever, you, they're always at the track giving you a hand, and they're always trying to offer me a hand or someone else a hand. You know, they're they're a good bunch uh, of guys who it's, all just—it's want... unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. As all you just... say,
2: even when they're not racing, they still turn up and they just yep. want to hang out and and, and have they a few motivate you leave... and help me fix stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they motivate you leading up to races and all communicating with each other and seeing if you need a hand. It's yep. it really is what IP and grassroots club racing is about. Yeah, the, the two really Daves
2: are, are unbelievable. They um, really would go out of their way to do just about anything for you. So, uh, big, big thanks to them. They've got me out of the shit on many occasions.
0: Yeah, very excellent. good, excellent, good stuff. Which is, uh, I guess, a good lead into my next question, Maka, which is about IP racing in New South Wales. I mean, you've been racing now pretty consistently for the last what six odd years. Um, how is it going in IP? How are our fields? How have they changed? How do you see the quality of the cars and the drivers and the racing, the size of the fields? And, um, you know, I guess we're limited to two tracks now. H- how do you see racing in improved production in New South Wales?
2: Um, I think this year's been a bit of a turnaround year. I think we're, we've got bigger fields. Um, there was a time, maybe a couple of years ago, where I can remember sort of, you know, six cars being on the track by the end of the weekend, um, which is, is not a great look from the outside, but. Perhaps more importantly, it's it's not a whole bunch of fun. If you've got no one to play with, you might as well just be doing a super sprint. And yeah. I found myself on occasions yep. tooling around and thinking, all I'm doing is chewing up tyres. Like, well, what's what's really the point of this? Um, so Apart from I,
1: you're driving a race car and that's what you're there to do. Well, right? but yeah. You're I mean, also there for the competition and the, the, the racing someone else as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, agreed. That was probably, yeah. Uh, I still enjoy driving a race car at speed around a track. There's no doubt about that. But but definitely, it's it's always, you know, I'd say everyone would agree, it's always more fun if you've got someone to, to dice with and you push yourself that bit harder or you you go a bit closer to the edge, then if you know you've got someone five seconds in front of you and five seconds behind you and no real chance of, of the positions changing, you're probably not at that 10 tenths as much yeah. as you, as you might have been if you're in a fight.
1: Did you find at the start of the year, like round one was epic, you know, we had the combined grid, full grid just about, and a mistake actually dropped you back down the field that you had to work back to get through. And usually you could make a mistake and then you're just out in clear air and you'd have a boring race or you might drop back to one car, but like there's some times where I was watching cars go moving forward six or seven positions. And it just reminded me of racing in Victoria, and I just I just can't believe we don't run combined grids the whole time because of how awesome that was compared to every other race I've had in New South Wales.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of combined grids, and and there are certainly some under two liter fans or, or participants who are fans of combined grids, but but there are there are some who are not, and I, I kind of get that, but you know, in a in a two to three liter class car you've, you've got the same problems whereas potentially i'm a little bit quicker maybe around corners than some and then you just get hosed down the straight by a commodore um it's kind of the same argument that the the under two liter guys have um i yeah, get they make their point. speed in yeah I, you know everyone's aware of the the issues there um yeah. With round one, we were, we were approaching, you know, maximum truck I think it was 51
1: or 53 of the 55 we could have had.
2: Yeah, so that's that's a great problem to have. Um, but, you know, first round of the year, that's probably the scenario you're going to get. Like, that's when everyone is come out after a bit of a break and everyone can still win it at the first round. So, you know, presumably numbers sort of taper off a little bit during the year.
1: Well, for um, me, it's because I've had all summer break to actually get time on the car. And yep. being in Canberra... The weather's great to work in the shed at night after work, so it's it suits. I was winter for me. It's I have to be extremely motivated to want to get in the shed after work.
0: We'll make better <laughs> life choices then. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. So. You need to listen to the Shiny Side Up podcast more often, Mick, because I'm I'm told that that kind of motivates you to get into yeah. working on in your car a bit more. That's just what I'm told. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've, yeah, I got that. that was good to hear. Shameless plug. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no shame hear. at all. No. <laughs> no, I
2: like
0: it. I guess uh, one last question from me, Maka, and that's about your future plans. And that's, uh, I guess, plans to stick around IP. Uh, any, I guess you've already talked about the fact that you're a little bit maybe reluctant to consider further developing your car. But do you have any plans to improve it? Uh, any plans to? Um, to change what you're doing you've been doing ip now in this car for six years can to keep plugging away or, or any future plans that, that we should know about mm, not not really um yeah
2: i'll definitely keep plugging away in the short term while while finances and and all the rest of it allow um but yeah i, I don't have any any big grandiose plans to put a to put a bigger donkey or anything like that um maybe i'll be forced into that at some point if i if i hurt too many m20s or or feel the need to go down the twin cam path but in terms of general car stuff i'd probably just stick with the same package that i've got and um and continue to do as many events as i can sort of thing. that's Mm -hmm. that's probably the the part that i enjoy is going to new places i've got a pretty pretty hectic schedule coming up we've got the last round, um, as you said before, October 26, 27. And then the next weekend, I've got Hill Climb Nationals at Bathurst. And then the next weekend is, is I think, Iproprezzo. And then the next weekend is Baskerville. And then the next weekend is Island Magic. So Wow. November, Doing it November's, all? Yeah, November's um, pretty chock-a-block at the moment. And part of the reason why I can sort of, again, I don't want to jinx myself, commit to that is is because i'm fairly confident in the package that i've got i i kind of don't i don't like fixing broken race cars so i am a bit reluctant to try and overstress things or modify two things that i'm not familiar with perhaps um so that's probably part of my reluctance to to step outside the comfort zone of what i've got is um i'm pretty lazy i like turning up to the racetrack and the, the car's basically in the same condition as is when I left it last time and I don't have to work too much or too too hard, you know, do anything difficult on, on it.
1: Well, I you are lazy. I've seen you turn up to the track. Uh, and not, no doubt. And forget forget shoes, never alone other things.
2: I've gone to Iperpresso <laughs> without shoes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need shoes. I'll wear my <laughs> uh, race is <boots> yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. There's came up. You, you also drive like you're really, you know, mechanically steady. Really some, either, someone
2: right. else's quote. Um <laughs> I do have mechanical sympathy. I feel sorry for the cars that I drive. Yeah,
1: yeah that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah. That's not those
0: quote, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let, let me ask you this. So we talked about uh, um, you know, some other E thirties you might like to drive. Let's say for argument's sake that and both of these cars, both Braun's car and Wade's car, have been for sale recently. And I know the pricing might not have necessarily fit within you know your budget, but if you had the opportunity to buy either of them next year and you could afford it comfortably and keep racing, would you would you would you, would you buy them or buy one of them? Probably not. That's pretty pretty sad, perhaps. But I'm kind
2: of yeah, I'm kind of content with what I've got. Maybe content's the wrong word, but
1: is I, that because I'm... you don't want the pressure of performing as well as the car possibly could at the front, and you'd rather?
2: No, maybe not. i I think I probably wouldn't mind having a crack in something decent because i I have no skills in setting up a car, so my my car is probably an absolute pig for anyone else to drive, but i'm I'm just used to it and i can I can deal with it. Um, so it would be kind of nice to have a drive of of something that did what you wanted it to do or was well set up so i I guess I like the idea of that, but in reality i I probably can't see myself doing it.
1: Hmm. Very humble of you, mate. Yeah, most people yeah. would just wouldn't would just go, yeah, I'd do it, and I'd kick ass, and I'd be the best, and I'd do big skids, and you would do big skids. That's I'd for do sure. all of that. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd probably but, be the best too. But, you know. but but you wouldn't be content, and yeah, you'd definitely be the best. Like unless I was on the track. Apart from that, then you'd be pretty good. Yeah. Second, second. <laughs>
0: Now, Maca, one thing that we actually didn't touch on at all. I was—that was all the questions I had to ask you. But one of the things we didn't touch on, which I really think we should talk about, not Captain is it? No, no. Good. No, talking about, We didn't talk about your three E stuff, uh, and we didn't also talk about your like your cheap car challenge stuff either. So no one cares um, about three E. Don't don't talk about three
2: E. Well, let, the enemy. You know, <laughs>
0: A three. Would you, I'm, I'm you wouldn't turn down a drive in a good three car in the six hour? You wouldn't.
1: I've tried like... to get in his car and he won't let me.
2: <laughs> You're not up to speed, mate. I know. Oh, there
1: you go. <laughs> oh. He doesn't want the
0: curse.
1: He doesn't want the curse.
0: Oh, not the pirate curse. Don't speak of it. Okay. I do I do have to say that uh, that yeah, that I Me. Mean, I don't know. I've uh, I've I've been a lot of places with you and it's not just with cars, but I've seen oh. things break. When you're in the when you're driving, uh...
2: (laughs) it's hard on hard
0: on the
1: gear. Yeah, yeah, things that don't even break for anyone else seem to break for me. So Mm. I'm going to I'm going to put my hand up on that one and say, yep, the the evidence is overwhelming that I break cars. It's true.
0: But 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 Maka three e racing. So you have been doing a little bit of three e racing. Uh, in the in the past couple of years. Can you tell us about how that came about and what you're doing and how you've been travelling in the past few years with 3E Racing?
2: Came about through alcohol. Um, through, uh, <laughs> all the the ideas. It's the cause yeah. and
1: problem for all races. Hold my
2: beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were just, uh, the two Daves and I were just talking shit and we decided we, we should really do this um, six-hour proddy car type thing. Um, I guess I'd spoken to other guys about it as well previously. Um, James from MIA, my my engine builder. Um, We've had spoken about it in the past, about maybe doing some proddy car racing and and getting a lot of laps at Bathurst. Um, And we just decided to do it. So we we didn't have any real Mazda fetishism. We just found a cheap salvage car, um, bought it, found out it had a dead motor. So we bought another one that had a good motor. We made two out of out of the one um, and kind of got in out of our depth with the whole six hour thing which was a little bit um nerve-wracking to start with but when we actually got stuck into it 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 wasn't all that bad they were fairly supportive and fairly um encouraging and acknowledged the fact that we didn't know what we're doing and made it fairly easy for us to get through that first scrutineering type deal at Bathurst the first year um and fortunately we had a bit of success and it's an easy car to drive we've got a lot of laps at bathurst so it's you know it's not a dream car it's front-wheel drive uh relatively or not relatively underpowered car which is not that exciting to drive but you drive any car on the limit and it's, it's fun it's enjoyable um and yeah any any laps around Bathurst, are good laps as far as i can tell
0: yeah so, so Macca, um just a little more on that so your first Six-hour in that car was 2016, is that right? 17 part. 17. 2017? Yeah. 17. And you said you had some success. You won your class. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. On day So good. congratulations. Pretty good. Yeah, tough. And um, re- reasonably trouble-free run. I mean, you talked about the fact that scrutinies were pretty kind to you that first year and that was reasonably supportive. I mean, the whole event as a whole, for, for those of us who haven't raced it, what what's it like 6 hours of Bathurst, pit stops driver changes you know what what's it like it's good fun um it, as i said before
2: like it is a little nerve wracking to start with but at the end of the day it's it's the same as any other race meeting um it, it, we made some mistakes and we've we've been penalized for some mistakes this year um which was which was kind of kind of hard to take but we made a mistake so we copped it um but it's it's not that different to a normal race weekend. You get there there's a bit of you know obviously a bit of extra buzz and a bit of extra excitement. You've got to take along a bunch more people than I normally would um i e just me to a race weekend. so there's a bit of extra planning involved and money for accommodation and food and drinks and all that sort of stuff that that comes into play as well. Uh, but it's a, a great experience and something that I would definitely recommend. To, uh, to anyone who wanted to give it a crack it's, it's not as daunting as it first seems And you're going to keep
0: doing This 3E stuff?
2: Eh, we're, we're kind of Umming and ahhing at the moment we're, we're thinking about taking the master back again this year um, But I'm also looking at potentially building up A, a 125i uh, uh, Earlier or a newer BMW That uh, again I bought um, At a salvage auction type thing sitting in my front yard at the moment so we've got to get motivated enough to get a cage into that and and potentially that we might move the Mazda on and
0: and jump into the boomer great cool um mate uh I guess last of all anyone you'd like to thank in terms of supporting you through your racing uh sponsors friends family uh anybody you'd like to especially acknowledge
2: yeah sure um um, my boss, Beers R Us, I've, I've had his stickers on the car for pretty much since I started. He, he doesn't help me out massively financially, but he, he helps out where he can. And he is conscious that, you know, I need to take some Fridays and Mondays off work and he allows me to do that. And he certainly helps with, with the tow car, um, and fuel and things like that. So big, big thanks to Beers R Us. Um, I would have said New Era Automotive with Rob. Um, he's actually sold that business and, and moved up the coast, but he continues to be, and certainly has been, um, a big supporter, uh, MIA engines, James and Brett down there in Cromer, um, built a pretty reliable motor for me. That's, that's seen me through, um, a mate, Curtis, Curtis customs, and yeah, that's probably about us. Uh, multiple Daves, Dave Allen, Dave Noble, Dave Worrell, and, um, and obviously my missus who's, who's very supportive and allows me the time and the finances to to play these games which we
1: all love she we like man, fun at the track too
2: yeah yeah <laughs> she enjoys
0: it we used Except to play for rallying for back, back in the day
2: <laughs> yeah well that's that's no fun for anyone really but you know
0: we do what we gotta do good stuff mate well maka thanks so much for coming on the show um really appreciate your time mate and um good luck. Uh, Obviously, you sounds like you've got a busy few weeks coming up with, in the race car. Sounds like you're going to have a good time. So good luck and hope it all goes well down in Tasmania. Hope you get to Island Magic. Um, good luck at uh, the last round at Sydney Motorsport Park next week uh, and I'll we'll see you there. And, um, yeah, mate, uh, just thanks so much again for coming on the show.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. You, you're doing a good thing and uh, keep it up. It's interesting to listen to other people's perspectives and uh, I like what you're doing. So keep going with it.
0: Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. (laughs) Cheers. Good stuff. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about cars for sale. So there's a few cars I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, A couple of them you'll probably be aware of, the two of you. Uh, A couple of them maybe not so much. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is the uh, green X justin Keys, now owned by Max Demeric RX3-808. Looks like it's still for sale, fellas.
1: Yeah. Like, someone hurry up and buy it. It's one of the best cars in IP. It's um, got a good history, it's an RX3, it's a Boostworks car, it's a little animal. Why wouldn't you want this car? So I would hope someone, really hope somebody buys it and stays in IP with it. And anyone that's looking to step up to a car that's potentially a front-run car, then here's one right here, so
0: get into it. Absolutely. I think if you want to drive something that makes you know you are alive, and might not be for much longer. I think that's why. Um, yeah, so the I
1: think that one... that's that's probably about sixteen to eighteen turns down every straight. That car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that's yeah. So so yeah, I just echo your thoughts. Mick. someone buy that car. Um, Jamie wears stanza. It is a stanza um, down in. Yeah, South sorry Australia. about that. Before, the... I, for
1: some reason, I thought he had a sunny, but yeah, it's definitely a stanza. I I well, saw that dancer, as well. Mate.
0: Early model Datsun, uh, there's not a huge amount of difference, except maybe a little bit of weight and front grille. Um, so uh, Jamie looks fairly motivated to move that on. The price has come down to 30000 including the spares package, which is probably a pretty good buy for that car. So um, maybe someone will hurry up and buy that one. Again, the, uh, the South Australian Exodus from early model turbo cars continues. Um, the third one I wanted to talk about, uh, which is perhaps maybe a car with slightly more... Um, well, we haven't talked about it before, which is why I wanted to, to raise it, which is David Wilkins' VN Commodore, which is like a Brock Tribute car. It's fairly new build, hasn't done many laps. Um, it's it's missing some, I guess, some important cream, like no dog box or anything. But Ash Barnett's build a VN. We've got Scotty Wilson's VN, which is pretty quick. There's a few quick VNs down in Victoria that have demonstrated that it's a chassis that can be successful in IP. What are your thoughts on this one, Mick? Have you seen it for sale?
1: Yeah, I've seen it around in the ads. I'm not really, nothing's really spiked my interest on the build apart from it is a VN. I'd have a VN. I think they're a great chassis for for IP in the fact that you've got a lot of engine choice. Um, gearbox is still a problem like any of the, the V8 cars and just about every IP car. But I think they're light enough but also have a good enough platform and their wheelbase to track ratio is good. They can fit the big tyre under it, well, the 9-inch rim and tyre package quite easily. You can get the centre of gravity pretty good in them for a big car. So uh, if someone's already started and they were looking to do, well, if someone didn't want to start but wanted to take over and finish a build and get it up to speed for IP, or maybe just have a car that's, nearly good enough and a great midfield basher it like that's what i would probably want a vn for so Mm. i wouldn't
2: feel bad about it would you
1: no and like i know a lot of people are either super pro ls1 or con against it you know they're a bit of a cult thing either way but for me getting all that weight off the front tire is worth a weight penalty if you had to run it anywhere else
0: yeah for sure absolutely And, and i think uh you're right, as a, as a chassis, I, I think the one thing that has detracted a little bit from the attractiveness of a VN chassis has been that recent change to the gearbox rule. So I think before, a lot of people were choosing that VN group-based chassis, especially to get the six-speed option. But now that, yeah, but
1: now you don't need the
0: body kit. Yeah, precisely. So, so,
1: so I think the body kit was actually a hindrance, really, putting the skirts lower. And I, I, I know some people might say that's wrong, but I don't like the overhang on the body. I think I think a bare VN, as light as you can, stripped out with the LS in the front, and then if you had to put some weight around to offset the driver to get to weight, I'm unsure. I'm pretty, I reckon they'll be pretty close yeah, without any exactly. letting them. Yeah, and, and I don't know, like, as much as a, a live rear end can seem like a disadvantage, in a big car, you don't want the tyre to move much, So and you don't want the car to move around much and the geometry to change. So one of the problems with the Monaros is the terrible independent rear end on them. So the live rear end actually keeps. Yes, you don't get the most desirable geometry in the rear end, but it never goes bad, really. You know, you get a bit of towing on roll like every live rear end, but that's quite manageable. And you can camber it and float it, in and you know, if you if you wanted to, I reckon you could get a VN nearly as good as a top-built Ford. I think the VN's one of the picks for me out of all the Holden chassis. Well, the, the, the quick
0: um, the quick VN over in Western Australia. Who's, Caligari. Who, who, yeah, that, that's demonstrated. That impresses I mean, that's a car man. that's quick. That's a good car.
1: And I can't wait yeah. to Ash gets behind his dog-boxed VN. Well, not his, but, you know, the, the, the car he gets to drive because he's a good steerer and people keep throwing cars at him. <laughs> and And, yeah, I want to see how fast that thing can go. With Ash really letting it go and actually being able to select a gear when he wants it to, so that'll be that'll be good to see how that pans out.
0: Hopefully, it's not far away. Hopefully, yeah. They on hopefully, track, gets, uh, next week. So Yeah,
1: let's let's fingers crossed. It'll be great. I like obviously won't be able to see it being over on the east coast, but very interested to see the results.
0: Indeed. Um, next one I wanted to talk about was Carl Weenan's RA Twenty Three Celica, which is an over two litre car up in Darwin. It's been for sale for a while. I think it's still for sale. It's certainly still on my 105. It's a 7AGE engine Boostworks package, an older one by the looks of it. Um, but it's done in on 118 around Hidden Valley, a couple of Northern Ter- Territory Championships, and for, for 15 grand, it's it's certainly priced right. What do you think of this one, Mick?
1: Well, getting an RA23 for 15 grand is probably hard to do nowadays, you know. <laughs> like, they are not, they're not many of them around. They rusted pretty terribly from memory. So... Look, it seems like a great buy. I don't know much about the car, but the bits are there, the type of car's there, and there's been a, you know, one in particular very successful mm-hmm. old Celica in IP for a long time, but there's also been other ones, and they're actually quite a good chassis. They're, they're light enough. It's just whether or not you can stop the rot
0: in it is the problem with the old Celicas. Yep. Well, this one's been up north for a while, but it's it's been also for sale for a while. And again, at that price, to get a, a, a you know race car as a going concern for fifteen grand, um, yeah, you know, might need some TLC. But you know, maybe oh, no, well, it could entry just be, point for
1: somebody. It could just be the same thing the SA's going through. Hidden Valley's not suited to an early model turbo car. That is
0: true. That is true. Absolutely.
1: Well, um, you can still get good lap times, but it's hard to race early model turbo there because a lot of the tight twisty sections single file So if you Mm -hmm. get caught up you you can't get offline and as Zach was explaining When you're behind some of the bigger power cars, you can't even see the corners. So, Mm -hmm. you know He was blaming himself as a rookie error being new but You know I've sat up under a few bumper bars of Commodores and Falcons and whatever big cars and you can't see much around them at all so the single file sections yeah, it's very easy just to be in the wrong spot, lose some time, lose momentum, and then you get to the straight and start again. Goodbye,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then and then you spend three quarters of the lap trying to catch him up, and even if you did get past with one or two corners to go, you're going to get blown away again down the straight, yeah. and you've got to do it all I'm again. I'm sure and that's, can I guess that's add the...
1: to that as well. He's probably seen yeah. that a lot and felt that a lot.
0: It happens. Mm. It's a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Next one I wanted to talk about, and this is interesting. I'm not sure if either of you have seen this, but very recently on my 105, uh, a guy called Andy Morgan has advertised an Alpha 156, which is evidently logbooked improved production. So this is one of the newer shaped Alpha 156 running the 3.2 litre V6. Um and front wheel drive. yeah, front wheel drive. But again, All that kind way. of similar yeah, kind of similar in many ways though to those South Australian magnets. You'd think it'd probably be a bit lighter even than that um, and maybe a little bit better sorted in the suspension. But um, mm-hmm. what do you think of that as a, as a chassis in IP? I wouldn't even glance at it. Yeah. The next one, though, might be a little more interesting to you, and that is the uh, the Buckton's VT Commodore, which has been for sale for a long time. Uh, that is a very, very, very high-end build. Uh, has yeah, been so I think it's been around for a little while. 75K,
1: and you're yes. probably buying... 70k of engine and 5k of commodore
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, know, like, to... it's
1: from what i've heard you know yeah. that's it's all it's all motor that thing
0: yes but, and i i don't think the first time the Bucktons have built a big powerfully engine commodore because they were running an earlier model the chassis yeah, okay. yeah Uh before they built the vt and that car's going to i think be running at um, Eastern Creek next week with you, Macker, um, which has been the first time we've seen it for some time. long time. Yeah. Well, um, driving it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Oh, man. That,
1: that, would, be watch, that, that would be, would be fun, fun to watch. But days. There'll be all the skids. No one else will be out of skid
0: because Macker's taken them all. <laughs> Yeah, but it might have 70k of engine, but I also know it's got at least 20k of gearbox in it. I mean, it's got it's got the good bits, I think. Yeah, I was at saying, least it seems I to. Exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but um. Anyway, that car's it has been for sale for a while. they' obviously. The having chassis is good
1: enough. Like Dev Jack had the VT VX, so pretty much the same chassis. But the VX, the v, the advantage of the VX was that came LS1, so he had much lighter over the front wheels mm. whereas the vt mm. was still the 304 wasn't it oh, i don't know mate i'm, 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 not,
0: a, sure I'm not a condor guy yeah uh, he d- it does claim to have an ex like a, an ex-perkins supercar engine which confuses me i'm not sure whether they've done something to increase the 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 sweat volume up to six liters or whether it's just running the five liter engine um wouldn't be uh, hard to, to put the big four-inch crank or whatever it is in it though Mm. Mm. maybe that's maybe that's what they've done it's not clear from the ad but anyway that um if someone's after a a top shelf commodore they could probably at least have a chat to the bucktons about the vt and and um see whether it meets their needs and i think it's the same
1: as as what we spoke about with another car it's not it's not proven currently fast and that's that's a problem cars have when they've been for sale for a while it mm. might have a lot of goodies but to ask that much money it it needs to be national winning spec if yeah. it hasn't got the stickers on the door to say that it has or if people hasn't seen it recently then it's it's hard to convince people that it's a good package yeah. even though anyone who's got a little bit of engineering or understands the car market or how much time and effort it takes to build a car of that that quality then if you're looking for a front-running car, you're looking for the last few years That's and you don't go further back. And that'll yeah. be their problem with a car like that, I would say. So maybe, who's running it? You said it was going to run at Eastern Creek. Are they running yeah, it? Yeah,
0: I think the Bucktons are bringing it out. Uh, yeah, at least great. I, that's what I saw. I think there was some uh, indication on the IPRA New South Wales Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, I think that the Bucktons will be would be pulling it out for a run this week or well, next weekend. Um, yeah. So I haven't seen an up to date entry list, but but um, uh, uh, that's that's what I'm led to believe. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't
1: but... I wouldn't expect fast lap times out of it unless they've been testing a lot. And I'm not sure if they've been on the 50, Ao50 tyre or not. But it'll definitely be a good good chance to see just how much motor's under it and to listen mm. to those good shifts if it's got a Good gearbox in it, so you could still evaluate yeah. how good that car is by watching it and listening to it and seeing its potential, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I know the car ran at Wakefield in the 2014 Nationals, so uh, that might have been the first time it ran. So it's been on AO50s, um, yeah, okay, yep, but, but it's not um, really the track for it. No, and it, it wasn't, I don't think it performed all that well that weekend, and I'm not entirely sure i recall exactly what happened to it but um you know of all those cars we've talked about today um you know the the the, the x keys dimeric 808 is a faster car that's better sorted uh, different a completely different kind of car of course but if you're talking about yep. proven performance that's the car um yep. uh, that you'd probably buy maybe before that one i hate to say it but yeah you know, well, like if you if, you, wanted-
1: if- if you wanted a front-running car, you cannot go past that green RX3. Mm.
0: No. I,
1: I would love it in my shed. We've both said that. Like, it would mm-hmm. be, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it justice in my shed, you know, even if I could afford it. Maybe a little bit like what Macca says, you know, but like maybe I don't have the, the, the desire to do it justice to even anymore. But, yeah, it's someone should, and I can't. I hope they do, and I really want to see it in IP racing again. Yeah, for someone sure. in New South Wales buy it. I want to see it up here. Yeah, absolutely, I would too.
0: <laughs> another another early model turbo car. There aren't many left here in New South Wales. Early model turbo cars that run regularly. Yeah, uh, you know, there was my Dado that's that um, we don't see all that often, really, at all anymore. We're going to see Geordie's Swift soon. Um, We've got
1: Stig's RX-7, yeah. uh,
0: and they'll soon hopefully be my 323. Um, but yeah, there's not that many. And I guess that's that's you know over time you're going to see fewer and fewer early model cars, and that's probably the way it should be, as a as a proportion of the field. But yeah, well we have know. a
1: problem in New South Wales where the track that suits early model turbos, the majority of the New South Wales competitors are Metro Sydney based, and they don't mm. like travelling to Wakefield. So unless especially in winter. Well, I don't like going there in winter. I'm, like, I'm only an hour down the road with the same weather. <laughs> You know, It's just not fun working on unloading the race car at 6, six 7, 8 a.m., whatever time you're there, freezing. Eight nine. for
0: you, six for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm generally a bit relaxed than you get into the track, yeah. But it's, yeah, I just think we don't have the variety of tracks that suit early model turbo mm. here. We're definitely definitely not that. Now we're a, an LM V8 and an Evo state that's for sure yeah and rx7 as well the rx7s are still fasty yep yep but you know this i think the whole country's probably going through an early model turbo non-desirable period because of the track yep. changes
0: yeah oh and the recent rule changes too making yeah, the late yeah. model turbos yeah, the a little more a uh, little more a little more attractive but we won't talk about that again uh, at least not today a quick uh, run through again uh through the upcoming dates. So Nationals, uh Tasmania fifteen to seventeen November. We've been banging on about it uh tonight and in previous episodes. And uh that strange round at South Australia just before uh the nationals. So I hope they do get a decent field there. And obviously Island Magic, um, which we talked about after the nationals as well. Uh would love to get down there in the three two three, but I'm not gonna make it. So I think Mackie, you'll be on your own there, mate. Sorry. That's all good, um, mate. Yeah, I'd love to be there. Um, so, look, thanks again, Mac, for coming on, and thank you to Mick. Uh, thanks to our listeners. Thanks, guys. thanks fellas. Yep, absolutely. Thanks to volunteers again and all the racers out there. Get your cars out, guys. Uh, and um, if not uh, for the end of this year, uh, look, get, get get spanners on them over the summer and get them out for next year because IP is a great category, and we'd love to see you on track with us again. Uh, to all our listeners, please subscribe for future episodes, and thanks again for listening. Take care, everyone. Skids. Skids. Get him out. <laughs>